Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, the FBI hacked into some exchange servers to prevent further hacking of exchange servers. Ming-Chi Kuo thinks the iPhone mini and the notch are both going away after this year. Sony wants you to think of their phones as cameras first. Oculus gets a key new wireless update. And yes, those Boston Dynamics robot dogs have been spotted on the streets of New York City. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. The U.S. Department of Justice has revealed that the FBI performed a court-approved operation to copy and remove malicious web shells on hundreds of exchange servers across the U.S. In case those words don't make a ton of sense to you on first blush, basically the FBI just logged into hundreds of private exchange servers with court authorization to proactively undo stuff put into those servers by hackers who had earlier penetrated the servers quoting Motherboard. In short, the FBI obtained permission to access computers to remove artifacts of an earlier high-profile hacking operation in order to prevent further access to those machines by hackers. The action is in a response to a hacking campaign earlier in the year, which leveraged vulnerabilities in Microsoft Exchange Server. Multiple hacking groups use these security flaws to break into Exchange Servers, in some cases stealing victims' emails. A suspected Chinese hacking group led the way, infiltrating tens of thousands of Exchange Servers, In this case, the FBI, quote, removed one early hacking group's remaining web shells, which could have been used to maintain and escalate persistent unauthorized access to U.S. networks. An announcement from the FBI reads, quote, the FBI conducted the removal by issuing a command through the web shell to the server, which was designed to cause the server to delete only the web shell identified by its unique file path. The statement adds, a web shell is, in essence, an interface the hackers have opened up so they can communicate with the vulnerable system at a later date. The announcement said the FBI action did not patch the underlying systems themselves or remove any other additional malware. Quote, by deleting the web shells, FBI personnel will prevent malicious cyber actors from using the web shells to access the servers and install additional malware on them. Associated court records released with the announcements read, the documents add that the impacted servers appear to be located in five or more judicial districts, including the Southern District of Texas, District of Massachusetts, Northern District of Illinois, and Northern District of Virginia. The FBI also took evidence from the servers themselves and used passwords, the documents said. The FBI also took evidence from the servers themselves and use passwords, the documents say. FBI personnel will access the web shells, enter passwords, make an evidentiary copy of the web shell, and then issue a command through each of the web shells, the documents add, end quote. Apparently, the FBI is also going to inform all owners of the impacted computers about what they did. No word on if the FBI is going to offer malware removal as a service going forward, though that's, of course, a joke. But seriously, this is the first known case of the FBI basically cleaning up private networks after a hack to make sure those networks can't be used for further hacks. In a related note, the most recent batch of patches from Microsoft, the April 2021 patch, fixes 108 flaws, including 19 critical flaws, five zero days, and four NSA-discovered critical exchange flaws. So you are, you know, being urgently urged to apply these patches to tweet. A couple of big rumor drops from Ming-Chi Kuo today about upcoming iPhones, not 
this year's upcoming iPhones, but iPhones coming next year and in 2023. According to Quo, the 2022 iPhone lineup will feature two 6.1-inch and two 6.7-inch devices, which means the mini-sized iPhone is getting phased out again after this year, quoting Mac Rumors. Apple introduced the 5.4-inch iPhone mini in the iPhone 12 lineup and plans to continue to sell a 5.4-inch device in 2021, but it looks like the size will be discontinued after that if Quo's information is accurate. The iPhone 12 mini has not been selling as well as expected, according to multiple iPhone sales estimates, along with streamlining size options. Quo believes that Apple will introduce significant camera upgrades in the 2022 iPhones, adding a 48-megapixel camera in the high-end iPhone 14 models. Quo says that the upgraded camera lens will take iPhone camera photography to, quote, a new level, along with a 48-megapixel lens that will also be able to output in 12 megapixels. Quo expects the high-end iPhones to be capable of recording 8K video, and he says that in the future, watching iPhone-recorded videos on an 8K display or TV will, quote, offer a better user experience, end quote. Because the best resolution for augmented and mixed reality is 8K to 16K, Quo says that the 48-megapixel camera in the 2022 iPhone will create videos and images, quote, more suitable for AR-slash-MR devices, and that will, quote, enhance the AR-MR user experience, end quote. All right, but what about the 2023 iPhones? Quo says those will get the first under-display Face ID system, which presumably means the notch is on its way out. Oh, and also a new periscope telephoto lens, quoting MacRumors again. Quo had also previously stated that at least one high-end iPhone model in 2023 will feature an under-display fingerprint scanner with no notch and a real full-display screen. Quo provides no specifics with today's note on whether Apple would offer both an under-display Touch ID and Face ID system, or whether under-display Face ID will remain exclusive to the higher-end phones. Apple has widely been rumored to adopt an under-display fingerprint scanner even possibly for the iPhone 13. However, this is the first time we've heard of a possible under-display Face ID system. From a technological standpoint, achieving an under-display facial recognition system requires more advanced tooling, given that the true-depth camera system must be able to read and recognize faces through the pixels of the display without distorting or interfering with the content." End quote. And finally, as for the Periscope lens, quoting from Mac Rumors one last time, existing smartphones have already adopted Periscope lens technology. Huawei's P30 Pro allows for 5x optical zoom, and an iPhone with a Periscope lens could have similar capabilities. Current iPhones max out at 2.5x optical zoom and 12x digital zoom, but better zoom capabilities could let Apple's iPhones compete with smartphones that have focused on zoom functionality. Samsung's latest smartphones, for example, have a 100x zoom feature that Apple's current iPhones can't match." End quote. I'm going to a big AI startup demo day here in the city tomorrow, and I will 100% be decked out in Mack Weldon clothing. Why? Well, Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. 
Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. That's their Airnet underwear. Crazy, comfortable, but elevated sweatpants, the Ace Collection. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads, the Silver Peak Polo. That's my personal fave. And ultra-soft antimicrobial tees for when you need to stay fresh longer. Their Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code RIDE. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code RIDE. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. Again, I told you we're going to be hella busy the second half of this month. Samsung has announced its next Galaxy Unpacked event will be held on April 28th. What might we see then? Well, Samsung only announced that, quote, the most powerful Galaxy is coming, end quote, but rumors are pointing to new Galaxy Book laptops, quoting CNET. Rumors from earlier this year said Samsung planned to unveil new Galaxy Book laptops in April, as well as possible Chromebooks. People have been waiting for more foldable phones from Samsung, but rumors point to their arrival in the summer. Samsung, like many device makers, has worked to bring features from smartphones to PCs. That includes longer battery life and cellular connectivity. Apple popularized the effort with its M1 MacBooks, while Qualcomm has worked with PC makers to introduce new devices with its chips. Samsung's rumored new laptops, possibly the Galaxy Book Pro and Galaxy Book Pro 360, could include 5G connectivity, OLED screens, and other high-end specs." End quote. They get basically zero love or attention from anybody, but Sony still has a lineup of flagship smartphones, and they just unveiled the latest and the greatest. The 6.5-inch Xperia 1.3 and 6.1-inch Xperia 5.3 flagships with variable telephoto lenses, Snapdragon 888's 312-megapixel rear cameras, and 4,500 mAh batteries, quoting The Verge. 
Both are the latest in Sony's campaign to redefine the Xperia brand as a kind of sibling to its well-regarded Alpha digital cameras. As such, the camera system is once again the main focus, and Sony specifically is touting the, quote, world's first smartphone with a variable telephoto lens paired with a dual PD sensor and improvements to its already fast and accurate autofocus system. Pricing was not announced, but both phones should be available in the U.S. this summer. In order to establish the Xperia brand, Sony has also been pushing a lot of other nice specs that are relatively hard to come by on other Android phones. The Xperia 1.3 has a 4K OLED screen that now supports a fast, though locked, 120Hz refresh rate. There are dual speakers that are 40% louder and will work with Sony's 360 reality audio format. Sony is also enabling a special mode for the USB-C port that allows you to use a special cable to take an HD resolution video signal from an SLR camera so you can use it as a monitor, much like the Xperia Pro can do with HDMI. That could also make them an interesting option for live streaming. But again, the big push is on the cameras themselves, and here Sony has done quite a bit to improve the hardware. Sony is using three 12-megapixel sensors on the back, and both the main and telephoto lenses support OIS. The Xperia 1.3 also gets a time-of-flight sensor. Sony says it has lenses that are the equivalent to 16mm and 70mm, but that the telephoto can also reach up to a 105mm equivalent. That extra telephoto zoom comes thanks to a folded periscope lens design, and the Xperia is physically moving the lens elements to get different focal lengths. These phones can take photos at up to 20 FPS, with focus exposure readings happening at 60 FPS. They also support 120 FPS 4K in HDR. There's still eye tracking autofocus, but this year there's real-time tracking for that autofocus. In a demo, Sony showed a subject turning around, and when their eye was visible again, the camera adjusted. Sony is finally integrating its Pro Camera app with the main camera app. There's the basic mode like any smartphone, but it's now quicker to get to the Pro mode. Sony's Pro mode really is angled towards people who use Sony's cameras too. The interface is very similar. Sony's tack with the Xperia line is to pack them to the gills with specs and features that will appeal to photographers and even videographers. There's an excellent workflow-based video app included. But in reality, Sony has struggled mightily to gain any measurable market share in the U.S. A lot of that has come down to higher prices than is the norm for even flagship Android phones. But some of it also comes down to availability. Without carrier partnerships or massive marketing budgets, these Xperia phones are more likely to appeal to camera enthusiasts than mainstream Android buyers, end quote. Oculus has announced that the new software update to the Quest 2 will add an AirLink mode so you can play PC VR games wirelessly with a 120Hz refresh rate, which I've not experimented with this myself since I don't have a gaming PC, but it's probably a big deal if you want to VR some of those heavy-duty games like Half-Life, quoting Engadget. After updated to version 28, AirLink gives wearers full freedom of movement without being tethered by a USB-C cable and will at first be available only as an experimental feature. According to Oculus, your play area will ideally be within 20 feet of your router, so plan accordingly, then head to the beta settings in its PC app and toggle AirLink on. 
Other tweaks address the refresh rate, which runs at 90 hertz by default and for certain games, but after the update will allow refresh rates up to 120 hertz for native apps. There aren't any apps that actually use the new setting yet, and so far it won't work for Oculus Link titles, although that's coming later. Finally, the infinite office feature is improving with the ability to map and save a virtual desk over your real furniture and then pair a Logitech K830 keyboard so that it appears 3D rendered in VR along with your hands while you type on it in real life, end quote. Which, click through on the story link in the show notes to actually see a video of this in action. Basically, you grab the keyboard in real life and then you can bring it into your virtual world. Again, it's just kind of hard to describe, but it's pretty cool looking. Check out the video. Finally today, you might have seen the videos making their way around social medias. Yes, the New York Police Department has one of those dog-like robots from Boston Dynamics, and yes, they've been deploying them in the field. In fact, according to Gothamist, since October, the NYPD has deployed a quadruped robot called Spot to a handful of crime scenes. Quote, A video shared on Twitter shows the robot trotting out of a building on East 28th Street in front of two NYPD officers, then slowly descending the stairs as bystanders look on in shock. I've never seen nothing like this before in my life, one woman can be heard saying. The remote-controlled bot was made by Boston Dynamics, a robotics company famous for its viral videos of machines dancing and running with human-like dexterity. Versions of Spot, as the mechanical dog is known, can open doors and are strong enough to help tow an 18 Wheeler. Since October, the NYPD has dispatched the robot to a handful of crime scenes and hostage situations, raising fears of unwanted surveillance and questions about the department's use of public dollars. The mobile dog, which comes equipped with automated sensors, lights, and cameras capable of collecting limitless data, is sold at a starting price of $74,000. A spokesperson for the NYPD said the robot dog was on standby, but not used, during a domestic dispute at East 28th Street on Monday afternoon. After a man allegedly barricaded himself inside a room with a mother and her baby, officers showed up and convinced him to let them exit. The man was arrested for weapons possession, the police said, end quote. Again, check the link to the piece in the show notes. If you've not seen the video, it's wild to see Spot walking in the real world. It almost looks like movie CGI. I have no opinion on the robo-police dog, either as a technologist or as a New Yorker, though I will share this tweet from someone called Spiral Curse DeMarco, quote, Remember all those adorable Boston Dynamics videos everybody shared? This is where it was always really going, end quote. Talk to you tomorrow. What are your prime directives? Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. Robo, excuse me, Robo, any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble.